Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for the Live to 110 podcast. My name is Wendy Myers. I'm going to be your host today, and we're going to be interviewing Maria Emmerich. She's a friend of mine I met about five years ago on Jimmy Moore's Live in La Vida Low Carb Cruise, and I learned a lot. I got an earful there about the ketogenic diet and the benefits of eating a low-carbohydrate diet. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today are the benefits of that and um, also her book, The 30-Day Ketogenic Cleanse. I got a copy of that. It's a beautiful book and I think it's a great way to start uh, experimenting to see if the ketogenic diet can work for you and if it can give you some benefits to your health. We're also going to talk about if keto supplements are good to take or not and how to improve your mitochondrial function. Lots of really good tips and tricks in this podcast. But before we get into the show, we have to do the disclaimer. Please keep in mind that this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease or health condition, and it's not a substitute for professional medical advice. Please keep in mind this show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult your healthcare practitioner before engaging in anything that we suggest today on the show. I'm so thrilled that my book is finally out on Amazon. It's called Limitless Energy, How to Detox Toxic Metals to End Exhaustion and Chronic Fatigue. I know so many of you out there are exhausted or you're just feeling tired when you wake up in the morning and you feel drawn to drinking tea or coffee or even drinking coffee all day long. And some people are even uh, taking very, very strong stimulants just to stay awake or push through college or push through work. And they end up causing many health issues down the road. So I want to teach you how to help your body naturally produce the energy that it's capable of producing. And in order to do that, you have to detox the toxic metals that interfere in your mitochondria's ability to produce energy. Your mitochondria make your body's energy. And if you have metals like arsenic, aluminum, tin, thallium, mercury, lead in your body, which most of us do, we have uh, you know some level of these metals in our body, you're not going to be able to produce the energy that you're capable of. And so it's very, very simple. And so you just need to put some time into educating yourself about detoxification. I give you lots of simple tips in this book on how to detox these metal poisons. So please go pick it up on Amazon, Limitless Energy, How to Detox the Toxic Metals to End Exhaustion and Chronic Fatigue. So now for our guest, Maria Emmerich. She is a wellness expert in nutrition and exercise physiology, and she shares a passion for helping others reach their goals of optimum health. She struggled with her weight throughout childhood and decided that enough was enough. She decided to study health and wellness so she could help others stop wasting their time being discouraged with their outward appearance and not feeling their best mentally. Maria understands a connection between food and how it makes us feel on the inside and out. She's an international best-selling author of the Ketogenic Cookbook. She also authored eight other books, including several cookbooks and three nutritional guidebooks, including Secrets to a Healthy Metabolism, which includes a foreword by New York Times number one best-selling author of Wheat Belly, Dr. William Davis. And one of her books, Keto Adapted, includes a foreword by Dr. David Perlmutter, author of Grain Brain, another New York Times bestselling book. 
And her blog includes a unique combination of innovative recipes using alternative ingredients to less healthy options and easy to understand explanations of why these options are better for our health. She includes with each recipe a snippet of information about different ailments and problems with our health that can be healed with proper nutrition. She has a passion for helping others start a healthier lifestyle. And weight loss is often a side effect of helping treat any number of problems, including diabetes, cholesterol issues, alopecia, Hashimoto's, autoimmune di- diseases, and so much more. You can learn more about Maria at Maria mindbodyhealth.com. Maria, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, Wendy, it is an honor to be here again. Thank you again. Yeah. So why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about you and why you're doing the work that you're doing? Well, I have um, been a ketogenic nutritionist for quite some time now, um, about a decade. And um, just uh, I was blessed to have someone mention you know, you should just write down your recipes and make them into a cookbook and you could sell them to help raise money for your adoption. And so I recently got a copy of that first cookbook. It looked like like a church church basement type cookbook um, where I just put the recipes together. And um, then I was blessed to be, uh, be asked by Jimmy to write a cookbook with him. And it's just gone gangbusters and um, the cleanse book came out and it was, it's doing great. It's going to be in Costco's in a couple of weeks. And um, you know, that's just, uh, that's how I roll. I love to be in the kitchen. I wish I could be in the kitchen every day and cook and, you know, write recipes. But um, the majority of times I'm uh, with clients via Skype or phone or something like that. So you have a new book out called The 30-Day Ketogenic Cleanse, and this book really, really appealed to me because I am trying myself to go completely grain-free, and I've been doing lots of juicing and uh, eating lots of keto meals, keto-inspired meals, and so for me, I felt like it just kind of was like the thing that I was looking for uh, yeah. when you sent it to me in the mail, and my business partner, she definitely... Uh, no, she's diabetic and she needs to go on a 30 day ketogenic cleanse. Uh, so I gave the book to her and said, please do this. Uh, so tell us uh, about your book. Well, I absolutely love that book. We've been having really great feedback. I think that the majority of people that I consult with are not doing keto like I personally do. Um, a lot of times people have loads of dairy in their meals and nuts and nut flours. And this book is completely dairy free. There's not even ghee allowed. There's no nuts. There's no nut flours, um, which, you know, a lot of people on keto are snacking on like nuts and cream cheese or something like that. And, um, I just wanted people to be really, um, I want them to have the success and feel as good as they could because, um, you know, you mentioned in my personal bio in the beginning that I, I grew up overweight and unhealthy and depressed and I don't want people to waste their time being like that. I want them to feel awesome. And, you know, I won't tell you how old I am, but I feel better than I did in my twenties. You know, like it's just, I feel like I wasted a lot of time being sick and going to the doctor and they never asked about my diet. You know, they just said, you want to go on this antidepressant and, you know, food has so much to do with it. And so the cleanse, um, I just dive into 
you know, how to heal the mitochondria. I know that's something that you're interested in um, through grounding and light and cold therapy and all of these things that um, we're so concerned about the food. I wanted people to understand that there's a whole nother connection to what we're doing that's pretty much backwards of what society tells us to do that we can do, you know, that's free and it's awesome for our mitochondria health. So what are some of your tips that you can give us on how to do a 30-day ketogenic cleanse? Like, what does that look like? Well, um, the cleanse book, I, I guess, I it's hard. it was hard for me to pick a name, I'll just say that. But it's a cleanse because, again, I eliminate dairy and nuts and, you know, a lot of these food allergens that I see. Um, but then also getting into, so the 30-day cleanse is about, you know, getting rid of, you know, all sweeteners, it's whole 30 approved, um, going extremely ketogenic, but it doesn't feel like it, you know, you're eating awesome, like breakfast chili and um, ramen and all of this really tasty stuff that's really not that difficult to make. Um, but then little steps on, you know, when you wake up, you know, let's get our circadian rhythm in balance and, you know, how to get the light therapy and then let's do some cold therapy, um, how to incorporate exercise, when to do that, what type, how to work out with your cortisol levels. Um, so you can take it as far as you want to. Um, and my goal is that you, you don't have to be overwhelmed when you read this. Uh, some people do get a little overwhelmed, but my goal is for you to take one thing and change it this week. And then once you accomplish that goal, try to add in another thing. Um, I, I was all about baby steps. I don't like to get overwhelmed. In college, when I'd see a syllabus, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I have to do all this in you know, so many months. And so I can understand how some people feel overwhelmed. But my goal is for you to just take something from the book and roll with it for a week. And then once that's checked off your list, add another one to it. Yeah, because, I mean, Rome was not built in a day. Okay. And I never thought in a million years I'd be eating as healthy as I do now and really, really enjoying it. Like a lot of people think, oh, I got to do a 30 day diet or 30 day cleanse and kind of dreading it because they're, they're not yeah. going to be able to have the foods that they typically have been eating, kind of naughty foods or what have you. Um, but you just slowly over time, you find it's easier and easier and easier to eat a keto type deal diet or a paleo type diet or whatever. It's incorporating more, incorporating more vegetables into your diet if that's what you need to focus on. And yeah. uh, so it's, so I try to just like you encourage people that, you know, you just one day at a time, you don't need to feel overwhelmed. Yeah, I was, um, I was a junk foodaholic. I mean, I talk about my, you know, food addiction when I was a kid and I lived on, you know, fruity pebbles for breakfast and then cocoa pebbles for dinner. And, you know, it was awful. And that's why I don't judge anybody because I was there myself. And um, I don't like it when someone says, you know, I'll never be able to do this or my husband never will do it with me because, you know, I grew up on that type of a diet. I lived, I, I worked at a coffee shop where I made the muffins and I got to take the extras home at night all throughout high school and college and living off of mochas. And now I don't believe in coffee whatsoever. And, um, you know, just never say never. We brewed our own beer. We brewed our own wine. Like we're a totally different, my husband and I, we're totally different. And, um, yeah, never say never because little baby steps. I just, I, I would remember how I would feel 
after a night of having a piece of chocolate cake or, you know, the wine or whatever. And I didn't feel like I knew I could. I love, I love mornings. I love to wake up and I love to run in the morning and get outside. Even in the wintertime, I run outside to get that cold therapy on. But um, I just feel that it's really important to take note of how your body, because you can really, you, the way you fuel it is how you feel, you know? Yeah. I mean, when I eat a piece of chocolate cake, I feel like crap, <laughs> you know, and I used to eat that and think, oh, I'm going to, this is so good. And I enjoyed it. And I was just having that little party in my mouth and, yeah, and right. whatnot. But over time you begin to make those associations. This is going to make me feel terrible. And, I'm yeah. gonna, and an hour later, I'm going to have a crash and brain fog and fatigue. I want to fall asleep yeah. at my desk. And so you just have to try to connect, uh, disconnect from that pleasure you're getting for five seconds. I was going to say that five minutes of party in your mouth, yeah. you know, you could have days worth of whether it be fibromyalgia or whatever, you know, whatever type of pain you have or just, you know, your gut pain or whatever it is. But yeah. Yeah. So talk about, you know, you talk about mitochondria in the book and healing our mitochondria. How do you do that um, doing a ketogenic type diet? So how what's involved with that? Well, um, with the mitochondria, the mitochondria is about, it, it's all made up. Every cell in your body has a mitochondria. And the primary part of your mitochondria is all water. It's about 99% water. And that water can be positively charged or negatively charged. And we want it to be negatively charged. However, um, to do that, we need to, you know, ground to the earth and get it cold. And, um, you know, you, you hear about cryotherapy? Yes. Um, where people go to hospitals and stuff. You can do that at home. We do that all the time. We, we do ice baths and, um, you know, you just get your body cold. We're never in that environment where we are forcing our bodies to get cold or get hot. We're in an environment where we have heaters on or we have air conditioners on. Um, and I talked to a doctor who, he wrote a book about hiking Mount Kilimanjaro naked. It was more the idea that he made his body get cold and how it's helping heal Crohn's and colitis. And we're never making our body work to make it warmer. So drinking ice cold water and along with that, a lot of it, because again, 99% of your cells are water. Um, so we need to keep filtering that and making sure that we're getting good quality water and you know what type of water you're drinking is really important but um, I mentioned grounding to the earth because the earth has a, a you know a, a magnetic pole on it but nobody steps onto the ground barefoot it's finally nice enough I mean I live in Wisconsin it's finally nice enough to walk outside and we were playing catch with our bare feet and um, but if you think about it, most people are jumping into their cars or driving to work and then they sit at their desk and they drive home. They're never actually touching the earth with their feet. And, you know, that, that gets into a little bit deeper conversation of, um, you know, people are so concerned about, um, uh, what should I say, the alkalinity of their body. And in reality, that's very hard to change unless you're very sick. Um, it's more about getting that negative charge on those cells and yes. you can get like grounding mats and, um, for your bed or we have one underneath our desk. Um, 
because that hooks up to your, um, all your houses need to be grounded to the earth. So that gets hooked up and then you're grounded to the earth if you're touching that barefoot. Um, so you're getting a little bit of a magnetic charge going on there. Um, but those are just a few of the ways. Um, I get a little bit into easy water, which is, um, <laughs> sounds like a biology book, but, um, you know, it is, it's, people are so concerned about what they're putting in their mouths, but, um, you know, again, like the whole mitochondria of like what you're putting on your skin is really important. And thanks to you, that was something that I never even thought about. So here I was slathering on like Jurgen's natural glow <laughs> because I like that natural tan look and realizing I was just putting toxins and obesogens all over my body. And again, thanks to you for bringing that to my attention. That that is such a huge part of, you know, now we just use coconut oil um, for lotions and it saved us a ton of money too yes. because all yeah. of that, you never have to go to Target anymore because I never, you know, everything there, it's just stuff I don't want to put on my skin. Yeah. Know? Well, I had spoken on Jimmy Moore's Live and Levita Low Carb Cruise and it was like the first time I had spoken and that's when I met you. So and and I talked about obesogens and everything I'm doing today, still trying to get that message out to people that, you know, we're you know, you want to be thinking about the food and the water and the products you put on your body because they have toxins in them. So you just got to remove these obvious sources of toxins that you're putting in your body. Um, yes, but it was so eye-opening to me because everything, every commercial you hear tells you the opposite, you know, like the soaps and the lotions and the shampoos. And I was like, oh my gosh, I really need to just do a total overhaul. And just like I cleaned out my pantry, I cleaned out my bathroom pantry after you and I'm forever grateful. Oh, good. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, it's it's hard to detox your beauty products because, <laughs> you you know, everyone has their favorite things and they have really nice textures and they lather up really nice and people get used to all those chemicals that are producing those, like the, the feel of the lotion or the lather or whatnot, but you get used to it. You get used to a new normal with the natural stuff. And so, so let's talk about the 30 day ketogenic cleanse and how in that book you communicate to people how food is medicine and using food as medicine. Yeah. Um, I like to start out by telling people that, um, I went to the doctor with, I had IBS, I had depression and never once I mentioned earlier, I never once did she ask what my diet was. However, I think it was the same week my dog started losing patches of hair. And so I went to the vet. The very first question they asked me, what are you feeding her? Mm -hmm. You know, like, exactly. You know, mm -hmm. and we went on a, like a raw food, beef heart type diet, everything cleared up and just realizing that I, I can heal her. I can heal myself. And sure enough, you know, um, it took some work. It takes some effort. But, um, you know, my husband lost his job. And I'm almost grateful because we couldn't afford to go out to eat anymore. We had to, you know, really pinch our pennies. But that brought us to a point where our date nights were at home. And we started cooking really healthy at home. And, um, you know, basically healing ourselves because we couldn't afford to eat the stuff out. And just that totally changed our lives. And um, you know, a lot of times I, I think that the food we make at home is so much better anyway. So, um, 
but that's where the cleanse comes into play, like teaching people, you know, what type of foods are, you know, ketogenically, you know, perfect ratios. There's meal plans in there with all the breakdown, the nutrients, you know, counting total carbs, not net carbs. So, you know, um, I mean, I work with a lot of type one diabetics and they're great to, you know, work with because they're always testing their blood sugars um, and knowing, you know, how much protein is too much because they'll keep spiking throughout the night. Um, and just learning about, okay, we need to moderate the protein a little bit here, you know, um, and even the carbohydrates, sometimes we need to go, you know, even lower and limit some of those vegetables that can, you know, stimulate, uh, or kick someone out of ketosis or whatever. So, um, I guess that's how, you know, the food plan. I mean, I'm a busy mom. We homeschool our kids too. And so I'm all about quick and easy. So I try to make those recipes as quick and easy. And the meal plans are designed so it teaches you how to store leftovers. So this will be, you know, this is your meal today. And then it's going to be, you know, meal three or of the week. or So it tries to lay it out real simplified for you to do that. That's great. And so you mentioned that uh, eating too much protein can cause spikes in people's blood sugar. Um, mm -hmm. And can you talk about uh, how that works? I think a lot of people don't understand that like eating too much protein powder, not, not a big fan of protein powders, but eating those things uh, that are very processed food or eating too much protein can do that. And why, you know, a lot of people mistakenly think keto or paleo is like all protein. And it is if you make it that way, but that's not what's recommended. Yeah, you know, if you do a big old chicken breast and broccoli, that's a low carbohydrate meal, but it's not necessarily a ketogenic meal. Um, so we all agree that sugar is inflammatory, right? Uh, we know that we need to limit that. So even complex carbohydrates, once they enter your bloodstream, they're broken down into simple sugars. Our body's quite simple at that. Um, however, you... Most people don't realize, like you said, is that too much protein, if you eat fat in excess, that's going to turn into sugar because you can't store that. So anything in excess, it changes into basically, you know, sugar in your body. Okay. So you can digest it. So this is a very low carbohydrate, moderate protein. And then what's left? The naughty F word, fats, right? And so, you know, it's a low carbohydrate, moderate protein, high fat approach to eating. Um, and if you think about it, like the, the sheath of your cells are primarily made up of fat. And so for them to talk and communicate efficiently, you need to, you know, have that sheath of the, the cells, you know, filled with fat. And what's interesting is that we're seeing so much osteopenia and osteoporosis. Um, the sheath of your bones are primarily made up of fat, and not just any fat. It's made up of saturated fat, the demonized fat that our doctors tell us to stay away from. You know, like I remember when I was a little kid, my mom had a coffee cup in her refrigerator, and it was like of this goop, you know, like this lard, basically. That's what it was. But I was like, what is this? And I always wanted to throw it away when I'd clean out the fridge. She's like, no, don't throw it away. <laughs> but nobody does that anymore. Nobody keeps their lard anymore. I mean, we do, but um, you don't see that very often because it's such a demonized fat. And, you know, when you're constantly running off of glucose, so if you are always eating sugar or, you know, a lot of carbohydrates, 
you only have about two to three hours of energy stored up at any particular time. And so what it does is if you think about it throughout the night when you're sleeping for eight hours, hopefully eight to nine, you know, 10, um, it's going to steal from your lean muscle tissue or from your bones to produce glucose. And that's when we see a lot of osteopenia or muscle loss is when someone's always eating a standard American diet of carbohydrates and sugar. However, if you are in ketosis, you'll be utilizing your fat stores to produce energy rather than, you know, the glucose for energy. And can you talk just about how that is a rather natural state, you know, because our ancestors, you know, cavemen or whatever you want to call them, I mean, they would go a day, two days at a time without eating and uh, they were eating primarily meat and vegetables. And, and so can you talk about how our bodies are evolutionarily designed to eat in this fashion? Yeah. A lot of people, when you bring up, you know, intermittent fasting, they're like, <gasps> you know, I was told I need to eat every two to three hours. It's like, that's such an unnatural state. Like nobody stopped working in the fields or whatever they were doing or stopped hunting their animals to like grab a snack of granola from their backpack when they're, you know, out hunting and gathering. Um, it's such an unnatural thing. Um, and what's great about it is hunger is different on keto where um, you will get hungry. However, it's not hangry like, you know, when the blood sugar drops, you know, because your blood sugar is staying nice and even. Um, but if you look at things written by whether it be Gandhi, I mean, even Benjamin Franklin, Jesus, they all talk about fasting and how fasting is such a natural state of, um, you know, how to get into ketosis. What's interesting is the younger you are, so babies are in a ketogenic state within hours, you know, a very short period of time. Kids, you know, a bigger window, like four hours. And then as adults, it, you know, the window has to be a little bit bigger. Um, but babies are usually in ketosis if they're breastfed because breast milk is prime, you know, it's made up of cholesterol and fats. Um, but if they're formula fed, that's usually a more of a sugar mixture. So that's different, but it is such a natural state and, um, it's just so freeing to be able to work. And if you think about, you know, um, who, who am I thinking of? Um, they would talk about how, Oh, Einstein and stuff, how amazing their work quality was when they were in a fasted state. And that was because they were in ketosis and their brain was just way better functioning. You talk about the brain fog with the sugar and stuff like that. So um, that's just where I, I'm just such a big advocate of, you know, this way of eating. Even my kids are six and seven and they eat um, 100% keto. Oh, great. Yeah. And so what do you think about the keto supplements? Um, when there's a lot of marketing around these products for people yeah. that are trying to lose weight or supplement ketones, like what yeah. is the deal with that? What are, are these? Yes, no. Uh, <laughs> if you're trying to lose weight and you're taking ketones, you're going to be burning those ketones. You're not going to be burning the ketones from your fat stores. Does that make sense? Yes. If you keep flooding yourself with that, you're not going to be utilizing. You don't have to utilize your own body fat to make ketosis because you're using the supplements. There's a place for it if you have 
if I had cancer, I would take it. If my kids had epilepsy or, you know, something like that, I would consider it. However, if it's for weight loss, there's no, there's no magic. I mean, you gotta, you gotta do the work, you know? Yeah. And it sounds like a lot of people that are taking are like young males that are working out and they're trying to get more energy or that maybe they're in a keto state and it seems to make sense for those guys, you know, but not for I, what I have a problem with is if you're, if, um, sometimes they say, well, eat the darn muffin and just take this and you'll be in ketosis. You have high glucose and high ketones. This is not a good mixture. Don't do it. Like, it's just not, I, I don't think that it's a healthy way to live. Sounds like a very good way to throw your body out of whack, <laughs> personally. Yeah. yeah. And so, so you talk about in your book, uh, you know, it's a 30-day ketogenic cleanse, but you talk about how to create permanent change. And Can you talk a little about that? You know, I... I called it the 30 day cleanse because I wanted people, we're all about short term. When we see 30 days, I've endured so much. I can do 30 days, you know, like, yeah, after 30 days, I'm going to do whatever I want. However, what I've been finding, I started a Facebook group just for this book to, you know, help encourage people. So what I'm finding is after the 30 days, people that thought they were going to quit and go back, they're never going back. Because they feel awesome and they love the food. I mean, there's chocolate waffles on this plan. Like, you know, it's good stuff. Um, so it doesn't have to feel like a deprivation diet. I've been on them. I don't want to eat cabbage soup for the rest of my life, you know. <laughs> uh, it didn't work for me either. You know, I was 50 pounds heavier trying to do the cabbage soup diet and, you know, always hungry. And so what my goal is, okay, do whatever you want. Do it for 30 days, though give it a try. And I want, you know, so many people are just feeling so awesome is, and that they love the food. And there's so many options. There's like 170 recipes in there. And they just have so many options that they're like, well, I'm not done trying all of these yet. So I'm going to keep going. And that's what my goal was the whole time. However, you know, seeing a short-term goal is much easier for people to say, oh, I mean, I live in Wisconsin. This is the dairy state. Like, bring the cheese curds on, right? Um, so to cut out dairy seemed impossible. But um, once you do and you feel awesome, um, a lot of people never want to go back. And some people can. Some people can handle dairy. And there's really good sources of, um, especially like the farmers around here that are doing organic. And I can pick up organic cream and their butter and all of that. But um, for many people, for about 50% of people, it's going to, even the lactose free, um, it's going to cause them to get out of ketosis and not lose weight as efficiently as they'd like. Yeah. Cause it does have lactase I mean, or lactose rather. It's a sugar, um, In case, milk sugars. Yeah. yeah. And so we talked a lot about the ketogenic diet. What are some of the benefits of doing the ketogenic diet. I know there's a ton of research. I've done several interviews with other people on, uh, there's amazing research on how it can really help to put cancer in remission and many other benefits. So can you talk about that? Yeah. Um, I had the honor to speak in, uh, Medford, Wisconsin two weeks ago now. And, uh, part of the thing was we ran a contest and they got to have five winners got to have lunch with me before my presentation. And, uh, this woman walked up to me, her name was Lisa 
And she shook my hand. She said, five years ago, I did a consult with you and I was in a wheelchair. She's like, I have MS and I was in a wheelchair and I am now in remission. She had no tremors. She was walking. I would have never guessed. And she was crying and I was crying. And so there's just one, I mean, MS. Again, like I was talking about the sheath of the cells are primarily made up of fat. Um, and then another woman, her son had epilepsy and he was having three grand mal seizures a night. Um, and now after working with her, she said, I'm so grateful because I finally sleep because his seizures are more of a 20 minute session where he blanks out. He still registers that he's having a seizure, but it's nothing like the three grand malls he was having every single night. Um, and so that, you know, for seizures and epilepsy, that was another benefit. Um, gosh, there's, I mean, I could just go on and on. I, um, worked with a woman who I lifted weights with. I love to lift weights and, um, her name was Kiki and she was a professor. So I only usually saw her in the summer. And, uh, so we worked together and then, um, off she went to school and stuff. She had alopecia. And she had no hair on her head and she always wore a bandana and she showed me her head. Um, I wanted to see what kind of alopecia was because there's different types. And so we did an elimination diet and a, you know, high fat diet, ketogenic diet. Um, I saw her six months later, she pulled her bandana off and she said, I had my first haircut in 10 years. Oh, and wow. she started crying. And so we're, we are a vain society. I mean, I, I'll admit that, you know, I, didn't feel comfortable being, you know, fat. And, um, that's why I started the ketogenic lifestyle. However, those stories where it's really impactful, where they're, they're healing, they're getting better, you know, they're getting off medication. Those are the ones that will stay with me forever. Yeah. And, and so what are some of the benefits of, of doing the ketogenic diet, like so maybe someone who doesn't have a serious illness, what yeah. are some of the, the benefits that they're start, they'll start feeling within those 30 days of doing a ketogenic cleanse? Well, for one thing, the energy. I mean, this is a no caffeine, woo, you know, yeah. like you have like all this energy, um, you know, the mental focus. Again, like um, a lot of times weight loss is a, you know, a, a, benefit. Um, however, you can gain weight on a ketogenic diet. I see it all the time. I mean, my kids, they're growing and they were actually underweight. They're from Ethiopia. They were um, under the growth charts and now they're on the growth charts. So, you know, that's just one of the, you know, one benefit, um, you know, uh, nutrient density, um, really getting all of those, those nutrients in there is, um, you know, again, like, I think that we're all fighting the good fight or we're trying to get people off of processed foods and back into the kitchen and cooking good food, whether it be paleo or keto or whatever you're doing, you know, getting rid of those, you know, those boxes of stuff from the grocery store. Um, you know, it's going to be really important, but, um, I was such a sugar addict that I had, I have PCOS, which affects fertility. Um, I now have, you know, I have my children now, so I'm happy, but, um, it has helped heal that. So if you're dealing with fertility or anything like that, um, helping a lot of people that way with getting your hormones balanced because cholesterol helps make healthy hormones. And little did I know that, you know, I was eating egg whites, you know, from the carton that grow stuff years uh, ago. Ugh. 
thinking, I know, like, who gets the yolks from those? I want to know that, yeah. you know, the cholesterol from that, that's what's going to make your healthy hormones and um, how important that is that most of us and I myself was lacking, you know, scared of red meats and all of that. Yeah, I unfortunately, I listened to the American Heart Association. I didn't eat red meat for about 20 years. And then I was, I, and I paid for that. I, mean, I had a zinc deficiency and low testosterone. You have to have zinc to make testosterone. That's in red meat. And the cholesterol to make the hormones. And uh, I think a lot of people, it's really done a grave disservice to them telling them to avoid red meat when it's incredibly nutritious and has so many nutrients that we need that we can't get in white meat. I know. Mm. I know. And now here we get, uh, we get a half a cow from the farmer next door and, um, you know, that's how we roll. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about, uh, you know, how important is movement and exercise, uh, for for mitochondrial health and just health in general, and you give some some tips in your book, the thirty day ketogenic cleanse. So, what do you talk about in regards to movement and exercise in the book? Well, I was uh, succumbed to the idea of you know exercise in you know calories in calories out. You know, exercise more, you'll lose weight. However, I was running marathons and gaining weight, and even to this day. When I start kicking up my training, if I do start training for marathons or whatever it is, I will gain weight. And realizing and studying the whole cortisol response, um, I was doing a lot of um, two-a-day runs where I'd run in the afternoon, and that's when your cortisol should be coming down and lowering. And here I was elevating it. And so I talk a lot about exercise timing and how cortisol is naturally highest in the morning. And so that's when you'd want to utilize, you know, working out with that. However, exercise is more about getting your mitochondria healthy and having more mitochondria. So um, I know even uh, a lot of people talk about how we, those really long distance running has had a lot of detrimental side effects however one thing it does do is it makes a lot of mitochondria sort of strength training and things like that so it's more about increasing the mitochondria the reason why that's more important is because you oxidize fat in the mitochondria so the more mitochondria you have um that fat oxidation is going to play take place if your ferritin is good you talked about not eating red meats and most likely being low in iron and stuff you're probably not getting the oxygen to the mitochondria. So that's a big connection too. Um, but so exercise, again, how to work out with your cortisol levels, how to, um, you know, get that mitochondria, what types of exercise to increase the mitochondria, but then also talking about yoga and um, how, I, how that is a whole mind-body connection. I was um, I used to work at um, Anderson Windows and I would teach yoga over the lunch hour there and how it was neat to hear the testimonies, how, you know, it gave them a whole nother mind body sense of, you know, how they feel and a time to reflect on even the foods that they're eating, how it made them feel too. So like a whole mind body connection there. I used to think that yoga was a waste of my time because I'm all like no pain, no gain. Yeah. But I absolutely love it now. And I'll tell you, if I change my um, exercise from all this, you know, marathon running into yoga, that's when I start to um, really like my muscles um, 
I just feel so much stronger when I switch that, um, that balance quite a bit. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I, I've been doing yoga for years myself. I had to skip it for a couple of years. I was having some lower back problems, which I don't have anymore. So I'm going to be getting back to yoga pretty soon. I've always been my thinnest and healthiest and just felt my best when doing yoga. And I, I would lose weight doing yoga and I think yeah. so because it lowers your cortisol levels. Yes. People, you know, they, they kill it and they bring their gym bag to work and then they go there after work and then they don't have anything planned for dinner. And it's like, you know, if you would have just uh, walked around the grocery store after work and cooked a good meal, you probably would have burned the same amount of calories if that's what your goal is. Right. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's such a it's such a stressor exercises and people don't realize that, you know, if you're in a constant state of stress, that's not a good thing, whether it be an exercise stressor or, you know, other types of life induced stressors. Absolutely. Yeah. So I have a question I'd like to ask all of my guests. What do you think is the most pressing health issue in the world today? Uh, I think that um, what doctors are telling people versus what you and I are telling people. I think that's always going to be such a huge issue because you know we'll tell them one thing but their doctor is going to tell them to go on a statin drug and not eat cholesterol and they're going to go with the doctor's recommendations and I think that the whole pharmaceutical drug company that I, I think that's all just a huge snowball that it's keeping us sick and I think it's really sad I mean there's so many ways I could have gone with that but um I guess that's something that I deal with every day is that, you know, you're telling me this and I told my doctor what I'm eating and they almost had a heart attack and they said I'm going to die of a heart attack. And I just think it's sad. Yeah, it really is. And it's just, uh, I mean, I think so many doctors go to medical school with the intention of wanting to help people and they get snowballed. Just like you said, they get uh, just fed a lot of bullshit um, from the pharmaceutical companies to for them to be basically drug pushers you know and and modern medicine a lot of amazing advances but i think Mm -hmm. it's so much geared towards selling medical equipment for testing and selling drugs and to keep people on drugs and then one drug needs to the left to the next like my father died um, because of uh, the medications that he was taking and the diseases that they led to, you know, like they, uh-huh. they start him out on the cholesterol lowering medications and then that leads to diabetes and then the diabetes, uh, they get on the metformin and the other medications uh-huh. and those cause them to get fatter and then they get cancer from the diabetes medications yeah. and, and what, cause they get more overweight and it's just this whole uh, kind of cycle that we see so many people on that keeps them buying hundreds and hundreds of dollars of drugs every single month. And it is criminal. It absolutely it is. is. It yeah. is. And then you will tell them that you need zinc or X, Y, and Z. And they're like, they're taking so many medications. And then if you tell them to take a few supplements, they're like, oh, what? It's like, if you want to heal, you just have to take it to the next step and add some of those in, you know, and it's just, it's frustrating that they'll trust a doctor to say, take these powerful pharmaceutical drugs. But if you say take zinc or, you know, whatever it is, they're like, is that healthy? Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, or is that going to interfere with my medications? <laughs> that's really hilarious. Yeah, but it's it's just very sad, and that's what we're doing. We're trying to just wake people up and just realize the doctor has their place. Yeah, but you need to. A lot of them don't. You know, not not one person can know everything. So no, and I wish that they would just say, "I'm not educated in nutrition, so don't ask me." Like, yeah, but yeah, but they come from this place of authority and many doctors don't want, they don't ever want to admit that they don't know something or they just, or they'll say something. Um, and it says, it's said very convincingly, um, when they talk about diet or supplements or whatever it is, or don't do that, that's quackery or whatever, whatever that they're advising their patients. But I think people are waking up and they are educating themselves and knowledge is power. And that's what the internet has brought to us and that gift for us so that people can have a doctor on their team, but have a nutritionist and a detox expert and all kinds of other people on their team as well. Well, that's right. And I'm grateful for your podcast. That's for sure. Oh, well, thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. And so why don't you tell the listeners where they can learn more about you and where they can get your book, The 30-Day Ketogenic Cleanse? Well, thanks so much. I have a free website with over a thousand recipes on there at Maria Mind Body Health. Um, like I said before, my husband lost his job. I understand that everybody's in different economic situations. So if that's what you're looking for, there's a lot of tips and recipes there. Um, otherwise, I know I'm a bad marketer, but um, I have, <laughs> <laughs> uh, on Facebook, I'm keto adapted. Um, and there's also the 30 day ketogenic cleanse on Facebook. If you want to join that group. Um, that book can be found on Amazon or at Costco, Barnes and Noble, um, all of those types of places. Um, and I'm also at Maria Emmerich on Instagram if you're on there. So I tease you with my food photos and what I'm eating or what my kids are eating. So tips and tricks that way too. Great. Well, Maria, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, this is the second time you've come on and really always appreciate you coming on and helping to educate us on how to eat healthier. It's so, so important. Thank you, Wendy. And you have an awesome day. You too. And listeners, if you want to learn more about me, you can go to live to 110.com. And you can also learn about my healing and detox program, mineralpower.com. If you want to learn how to detox heavy metals and chemicals, which are a huge underlying cause of disease and a driver of disease in our world today. Thank you so much for listening to the live to 110 podcast.